Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexandra Her, And I am Sage Her. We are 14 and 12 year old hikers who have been hiking the 4,000 footers since we were little. We have done the 4,000 footers, the 52 with the view, trail rights, and many other mountains. In this podcast, we mention terms that listeners may not recognize. To do the grid is to complete all the 4,000 footers in every month of the year, but this doesn't need to be completed in one calendar year. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Hello everyone, welcome to Granite Gals. Alex is at camp, so I will be interviewing alone. Today I am interviewing Tammy Dottery, a four-season hiker. Welcome to Granite Gals. Hi, thank you. Thanks for uh, this opportunity. So, so much fun. We're here at Crawford Notch, overlooking the, the mountains and the lake. It's a beautiful setting. Yeah. When did you start hiking and why do you like to hike? I started hiking when I was a child uh, with my family. You know, we did trails, we went to uh, Lonesome Lake. We didn't do any of the big mountains though. I grew up in New Hampshire, so, so I spent a lot of time hiking around with the family. Cool. So what appeals to you about hiking a lot? Well, I think that it really sort of resets my sense of calm and peace. I have a, a city job and it's stressful and uh, there's nothing that I have found that sort of brings me back to feeling calm and peaceful about life than hiking a big mountain. Good way to put it. <laughs> have you finished the 4Ks? And what's your favorite 4K? I have finished. However, I, uh, I'm only counting the, the 4Ks that I hike with my daughter, Emma. So uh, she has 12 more to go. So that's going to be my official list are the, the 4Ks that I hike with her. And my favorite, I think, and I think is Emma's favorite too, is Wombeck. I hiked it in winter, and it was a beautiful, calm, mild day that you could see forever. And, uh, and it was just such a, a pleasant hike that it's really stuck with us as our favorite. Do you like above treeland hiking or below treeland? It depends on the weather. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, sometimes if it's just a gorgeous day and you're hiking a peak that doesn't have, spe- you know, a lot of viewpoints, you kind of feel cheated a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then sometimes when you're, you know, up in the clouds on a, an open ridge and uh, visibility isn't so great, you know, again, you're like, oh, I wish, I was, I wish it was a beautiful day. So it really depends on the weather, how the hikes feel. What list slash mountains besides the 4Ks have you hiked or are working on? What do you enjoy about them specifically? So I'm working on the grid. Cool. And I think the grid is important to me because it's so big of a goal. And it's a long-term goal. And that feels really satisfying to me to have something that's going to take me years to accomplish. But after the 4,000 footers uh, New Hampshire, Emma would like to do the New England 4,000 footers, so we'll have 67 to go. Where have you hiked in addition to the White Mountains? What is your favorite place to hike outside the Northeast? Last June, Emma and I took the train to Montana, to Glacier National Park, and we hiked around Glacier. We um, We didn't bag any peaks, but we hiked around, and it was just gorgeous. You know, being in the Rockies is just breathtaking. It's such a different 
mountain type than than here in New England. So that was spectacular, and we hope to do more adventures, go to the Grand Canyon, and do more of the national parks. Cool. So you are a breast cancer survivor. Did your diagnosis and treatment affect your ability to enjoy the outdoors and hiking? Please feel free to talk about this as little or as much as you like. Uh, thanks. Thanks for uh, offering this question. Um, so I was diagnosed in 2014 um, with breast cancer. I had three lumps on, in my right breast. And at that time, I think that I was sort of at my peak fitness. I had done so much hiking. So I was determined to continue to hike, and that was really important to me. My cancer was caught early, and uh, I didn't have you know, breast cancer, there's all kinds of different pathways when women and men are diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, my particular pathway was that uh, my right breast had to be removed because they couldn't do a lumpectomy because there was too much, uh, too many tumors. So I decided to have both of them removed. Um, and then they talked to me about reconstruction at the time. and. And I, I explained to the doctors that like hiking was important to me, feeling strong in my body was important to me, breasts were not important to me, you know, bumps under my shirt were not important to me. And I was, you know, concerned about the reconstruction sort of messing with my muscles. And they assured me that it would be fine. Um, so I went through with a process of implants. And, uh, and that was under the muscle just because of how things were going on with my body. That's how they had to do it. And it was very disruptive to my muscles. Mm. And I couldn't use my arms. Uh, I still hiked and I, I wore this huge waist pack because I couldn't have anything over my chest and my shoulders. But it became such a problem and it didn't seem to be improving. So I had, I had the surgery reversed. And so in 2014, I had three surgeries that um, impacted my chest muscles. You know, it was, it was very, um, to recover from surgery and sort of push through that, hiking was very helpful. Because, I, you know, when you're, when you're hiking a big mountain, there's that point where you're just, you're just tired. And you know that you want to keep going. Um, you know, and if the weather's fine and the conditions are fine, nothing's dangerous. It's just that you're, you're just tired. To be practiced at pushing through that was really helpful with surgery. But then post um, the surgeries, I was just very, very sick for, for a couple years, um, and I ended up having to have a full hysterectomy and induced menopause, which is a thing. So in case that ever happens, <laughs> um, the, the whole hormone imbalance turns out to be quite important. So um, it's been discouraging. I haven't been hiking um, as much, recovering from the surgeries and just, you know, being kind to myself as far as, um, you know, not being able to do what I wanted to do and ratcheting it back. I didn't winter hike because I, I didn't feel like I could do it safely and carry all the gear I needed to carry in order to be safe in the woods. So I, I didn't hike, which was really um, impactful to my, my mental health and my sense of calm and, and happiness. So actually this weekend is the first hikes after all of the surgeries and healing. So I feel very uh, grateful 
to be, you know, to be back. We bagged Adams in Madison this weekend, so um, that was very satisfying, although my legs are, are feeling it for sure. So I was very public about, about breast cancer. I, I never identified my womanhood or my femininity as a person with my breasts, so that was very helpful to me. A lot of women do, and they really struggle with, with that sense of loss and identity after breast cancer, which I you know, have a lot of respect for, for women going on their own journey. So hiking has been um, tremendously important to me on my road back to health. Emma, your daughter, and you hike together a lot. How is hiking with your daughter different than hiking by yourself? What have you learned about hiking while hiking with your daughter? So it's a, it's a funny thing. When I started counting the 4,000 footers a few years ago, you know, I did, I did the AMC training for adult leaderships, co-leading adult hikes in the, in the White Mountains. And I came across this book called Up, a mother and daughter's was it um, peak, bagging. peak bagging adventure. And it was in the library, and I brought it home to read because I was interested in, in hiking with my daughter, who was 10 at the time. I, I brought it home, and, and Emma looked at it, and she took it out of my hands. I think I was like, that was just like on page 12, or, you know, the beginning of the book. And she read it in like, you know, a day and a half and handed it back to me, and she said, I want to do this. I was like, okay. And I thought, well, maybe I should read the book to see what it said. <laughs> and so she was 10, and, and it was fall, and she wanted to start doing the 4,000-footers. So we came here and uh, did a couple of them in the fall and then started right in with winter. I went to the AMC uh, training for winter hiking, and I was very concerned with the fact that winter hiking, if you don't have you know, some, some real technical understanding of hypothermia and gear and, and the weather and the trail conditions and having emergency gear and you know, just hiking smart and safe, that I felt a greater responsibility having a child with me. And I think that, you know, your mom conveyed some of that in, in the book of just feeling responsible for you and your sister. And I certainly felt that as well. Hiking is, is difficult and it's difficult for children, for sure. And there were some moments where, you know, we really needed to help each other out. I think that it was big doings for me and for her. And that, that is a real special flavor of accomplishment that one cannot achieve on one's own or with a group of adults. So I think that, you know, it's something that Emma and I have together and we are real partners when we hike. We check in with each other as far as the planning. She, you know, packs her gear. We check in with each other for gear and it's a real partnership. And she even did first aid, wilderness first aid. So we are both wilderness first aid certified. It's hard to explain, but it's a special happening. Have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail? Sure. <laughs> I think that, you know, nothing that was preventative of us 
doing what we wanted to do. There is no one like sort of in a position of power that told us we can't go somewhere. Um, but it's just the, you know, oh, this is a big mountain for you girls, you know, kind yeah. of comments that I'm sure you get as well. There was one, you know, that was a, this is a big mountain for you girls. And it was our third one that day. You know? <laughs> so, you know, we just, uh-huh, and brush it off, yeah. just shake our heads a bit. But the, um, the real formative sexism actually came from my mother. We would hike the Lonesome Lake and we'd do little trails. Uh, but my father and my brother were setting off to do Lafayette and I wanted to go. And my mother told me that girls don't hike big mountains. Mm. And she was true to form and so when I was a kid, she didn't allow me to hike the big mountains. So as soon as I got my driver's license, guess what I did? <laughs> I, I grew up in Concord, so I drove a group of friends, and we would come up and we would hike. You know, but I wore cotton. I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I wanted to do it. It's a good thing I lived through it. But we hiked in the summer and fall. We didn't do winter hiking. That was really an important thing for me as a parent to to honor the aspects of my childhood that I felt felt right and then to change the things that didn't so it's, it's sort of sweet for me um, to have Emma hiking beside me I think my mother just she couldn't hike the big mountains physically so she made it about women yeah. instead of just about her and, I, and that was helpful for me to, to not do that. If I'm limited in some way, it doesn't mean my children need to be. Tell us about your most memorable animal encounters on the trail. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so one of those first winter hikes, it was a day hike, and we were up the AZ Trail uh, at the Tom Spur. I had to take a bio break, so I went off the trail. And Emma, who was 10, was sitting in the snow and eating her snack. And I hear this very concerned voice yelling, Mom! Mom! <laughs> and of course, I'm like in a position where I can't help her. So I was like, well, Emma, what's wrong? And all she could say was, Mom. So she's just kind of like concerned, Mom. And then she's like, it's coming closer. So I hear Mom, and it's coming closer. And I can't tell you like how fast I finished what I was doing to come over and see happily coming down the trail of the Mount Atom Spur was this uh, Martin with very sharp teeth. And so, you know, here's Emma, you know, a sitting planted in the snow. You know, there's no way that I can like pick her up or get her anywhere fast. And I'm approaching from, from the side. I thought, what what can I do here? You know, here's this you know animal coming at my kid. When I could see it so close, I could see its teeth. So I had a pocket full of dried mango, and I thought, well, maybe it likes mango more than my daughter. <laughs> so I just threw the, the the bits of mango off in the opposite direction, and sure enough, it liked mango. So we just. <laughs> We took a couple pictures, and uh, and we just slowly got up and, and made our way away. And I know you're not supposed to feel, feed wildlife, but I thought, you know, serving up my yeah. daughter or serving up some mango, <laughs> I thought it was all right. 
Did you see anything like on the road driving? We always see stuff on the road more than hiking. Yeah, I think you know Emma when she was little and asleep, we saw this huge moose, and um, and we had a jeep at the time, and the moose was like it felt like I could have driven under the thing. It was so huge. We used to have property in Lancaster, so we've seen bear and oh, and of course gray jays. Yeah. Gray jays a lot. The pesky little, bold little chunky birds that they are. Do you prefer hiking solo or with a group of people? So since breast cancer, I have not hiked with a group of people. You know, I have a lot of friends in the hiking community and I get invited to a lot of group hikes and I hope to do that again. I, I need to really focus on, on getting strong and getting fit before I feel like that would be fun. Right now, it's just, you know, solo and with Emma and a a couple friends. I have another friend, uh, Brenda Jones, who is also a breast cancer survivor. So we muddle our way up the trails together. I feel more confident that that will be fun when I'm super healthy and fit. What's next? Do you have any specific hiking-related plans for the future? Well, so our plan for the 48 is this summer. We're concluding in September, oh, cool. and we're finishing on Canon. So, uh, so hopefully, actually, hopefully that'll be our first group hike. <laughs> we'll send you out of invitation. You guys are doing the grid, right? Do you yeah. need Canon in uh, in September, perhaps? Yeah, so maybe. We'll send out an all invite when uh, when that hike gets planned. So we are dedicating ourselves to getting up here to to accomplish that this summer. So now we'll ask you some questions unrelated to hiking. Um, okay. But you'll ask everyone. So what do you do for a living? I am the Director of Development and Planning for the City of New London. So I have this spectrum of projects that I get to work on. Uh, folks who work in my department are all professional and, and competent, uh, tremendously competent. So we're more of a team you know, than it is a a real management lift. So we have the building department, economic development, land use, planning and zoning, and community development, which they do a lot of uh, neighborhood stabilization, like paint abatement and things like that. So we're a very small city. We're strong in the arts, tremendously multicultural and creative, and we also design nuclear subs. So it's quite the spectrum. And we have the academy, the National Academy for um, the Coast Guard. So yeah, we're, we're an interesting six square mile little community. <laughs> so it's a fun job. It's a challenging job. And I'm humbled to be a part of the positive things going on in the city. What's your favorite food? My favorite food is, well, it's a toss up between roasted vegetables and soft serve ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not sure which one wins some days. What's your favorite non-hiking related book? So, when I was in high school, I read Howard Zinn's History of the United States, which introduced me to Emma Goldman. And I read Emma Goldman's book, Living My Life, and it's her autobiography. And she was a character. And it just, that book came to me at such a formative time in my life. 
and she lived in the beginning of the 1900s. You know, she was a feminist and an anarchist. Um, she was just a super strong personality and and did what she felt was right for, for the underdogs, for people, and for women. And so she was really very instructive to me and inspired me at the time when I was in high school to go to Nicaragua during the Contra War. That was a very important book to me. If you could either fly or be invisible, which one would you choose and why? It would be fly because flying just seems like such a liberating and powerful thing to do. Kind of reminds me of maybe when I was a kid and learned how to sail solo. It was just amazing, an amazing feeling to have the speed of the wind and to be on your own doing that just was super powerful. Being invisible to me feels like it's about other people and how they see you or don't see you, and that doesn't really feel very empowering to me. So, Dogs or cats? Oh, dogs or cats. Hmm. I, I have and love both, or have loved both. We don't have, I don't have a cat right at the moment, but we have a couple dogs. I, I would have to say that it's about the personality of the cat or the dog, because there's some cats that are just jerks, so I don't like them. And then there's some dogs that are jerks and I don't like them. So I guess it would depend on the personality. Chips or popcorn? Popcorn, hands down. <laughs> cheddar or Swiss? So cheese is not kind to me, but I do love cheddar. If you had to pick one, summer hiking or winter hiking? Winter hiking. Winter hiking, definitely. There is nothing like being in the alpine, you know, winter wonderland. It's otherworldly and very special. And it feels like a very small group of people that experience it. So it feels pretty special. Cool. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. The preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike. We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS. It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.